She merged her childhood dream of being a talk show host with her passion for adventure and love of laughter. Whether it's in the air, riding the rails, or on the road, she realized every journey has a story. Join your host, Toy Burdick, as she coaxes those unforgettable travel memories from her guests that will leave you giggling. And it's okay. We can laugh about it now. Hey there, travelers. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Toy, and we're about to drop another pin in our map. Today's episode takes us back to the great state of Tennessee, where two sisters, Kat and Martha McDonald, reminisce about their first big road trip. They share how they quickly fell in love with the Great Smoky Mountains and surrounding areas. Although their trip had centered around visiting the 1982 World's Fair, the sisters found the natural wonders of Tennessee to be far more interesting. Even as the International Energy Expo highlighted all of the latest and greatest technological advances, their fondest memories are of the old historical landmarks and the scenic mountain vistas. Pack your provisions because we've got seven full days of adventures ahead. Welcome to the podcast, Kat and Martha. Thank you guys so much for being here with me today. We are so excited to be here. This oh, yes. has been a big buildup for us oh. getting ready for this. <laughs> yeah, we've had this planned for several weeks, so yes. you've had a lot of time to think and reflect back. And Kat came to me and she says, Toy's doing a podcast. <laughs> And we had met at a Christmas party. Yes, we did. And I said, really? And she says, yeah, I'll let you know when the first episode comes out. So you're three episodes in. She says, it's out, it's out. So we were going someplace listening to it in the car. Oh, And yay. I'm like, this is fabulous. Oh, thank you. So. I'm so glad you're enjoying it. Uh, so um, do you guys travel now? Do you enjoy traveling now? Yes. Yes. We have done quite a bit of traveling together and separately. Okay, yeah. And we're both unmarried. We don't have kids. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a level of freedom that um, a lot of our peers haven't had. True, yeah. And I've been known to take off and go places by myself, yeah. like Ireland. Nice. Wow. And uh, Martha has I went taken to England, off by um, herself. We've so, both taken other nice. trips with friends. Yeah. It's nothing for either one of us to call a friend and say, hey, I want to go to St. Augustine. What dates you got? That's awesome. Because, you know, if you're teaching, you've got summers to play yeah, with. right, right. So. That's true. That's really great. What do you enjoy about traveling? A lot of times it's the destination. Like when I went out to Portland with a friend, uh, we were actually going to stay with an- another friend. Uh the plane flights are kind of, you know, whatever. Don't really enjoy the plane itself. But once you get there and you're, you've got that car and you can pick out places on a map and just go. Mm-hmm. I And then a- along the way to go see that destination on the map, you see a shiny object of some sort, like a weird sign. You're like, oh, let's stop here. Let's, oh, yeah. Let's go see this. Oh, there's a giant Sasquatch. <laughs> Let's go in this gift shop. <laughs> yeah. Or you're roaming through the French Quarter of New Orleans with your cousin and a wife, and there's the voodoo shop. Yeah. Midweek. Because <laughs> they wouldn't go down there with us during the weekend, which was fine. We went When we did that, we went midweek. Mm-hmm. So it made it... It's nice to meet somebody who's local, who has some ideas to start with. Yeah. Um, we dri- we've driven cross country. We moved the little sister from oh, Babson yes. Park, Florida, to 
just outside Tacoma, Washington, <laughs> and we made the drive in five days. Oh. That's a whole nother podcast, yeah, and the laugh about it now is almost there. I, can, almost there's still about. some suffering I think you guys are working through. I remember hearing from Kat about that journey. As she was on it. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. The three women, three cats, 3,000 miles. <laughs> That's what was my tagline. And I went from having like a couple people checking my Facebook a day to having like 300 people. <laughs> checking daily. Checking daily. There was, What's the update? There was one of my posts that had 350 likes. And I'm like, I, I have this many do friends. I, do I know this many people? Do I, do I have this many friends? <laughs> But it also was an it inspired some people to take a similar trip that same summer and go see a couple of the places that we had seen. That's awesome. So it was a great Very trip. Very cool. And then this was coming out of COVID. Yeah. When everybody right. was somewhat afraid to travel. Yes. And the things we learned about ourselves on that trip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of the fun thing of travel is what you learn about yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and today we're going to be talking about our first big travel experience uh-huh. we had been to alabama for family reunions right. we had been to the beach here yeah. but we'd never taken a long road trip yeah yeah so this that's is what's have so some good much stuff. fun with this one mm-hmm. is we didn't know what to expect sure and you were you were young mm-hmm. <laughs> there's five granddaughters the oldest was 15 then 13 11, 10, and 6. Mm-hmm. We travel with our parents, our Aunt Vel, who's the mother of the other three girls, mm-hmm. uh, our Aunt Vera, and our grandparents. Okay. And then our Aunt Vel's friend, Ben. Okay. Okay. That's a lot to keep up with. I need. I feel like I need a schematic to work all that out. <laughs> She's got one. If only this were a video podcast, there actually is a schematic. Mm-hmm. You guys even need that, clearly. Yes. It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay, so you've answered my question. Uh, so who planned this trip? Um, this started out about two years before the trip. Mm. Uh, our Aunt Vera worked for a bank, and a thing had come in that the World's Fair was in Knoxville, Tennessee in 1982. Mm. And we were having a family event at some point, and she says, Hey, I'm thinking about getting tickets for Mom and Daddy, and I ain't going. And it just blew up from there, and we all, they started planning. Now, as kids, we were not involved in the planning process. Sure, you're just along for the ride. Right, yeah. And talking to Mom and Dad in the last few weeks, from the time we started planning, that first year was about saving money. Uh-huh. Aunt Vell managed to buy the tickets for us through St. Joseph's Hospital in Tampa because she was oh. an RN there. Vera was using AAA, so she got us a trip ticket. You might remember those. <laughs> Um, to give us the route. Yes. They started booking campsites. We stayed in four campgrounds because we were traveling. Dad arranged for it. Well, back up. Dad arranged for us to borrow the um, Ar- an Argosy motorhome mm-hmm. from the people he worked from. Mm-hmm. Now, Argosy was the original motorhome produced by uh, Airstream. Oh, Okay. So, and it was old, an old motorhome in 1982. <laughs> it was not new by any long shot. I think it was in 1968, actually. Something wow. like that. It was, it was very Ooh. old. It had been well taken it care had. of. It had. Yeah. They had taken care of it. Uh, and then the, our Aunt Val, um, her friend Ben, had a camp trailer 
and he was going to go with us, and they used Grandma and Papa's truck to pull the camp trailer. Okay. So between the back of the truck, because the truck had a topper on it, and Grandma and Papa put um, mattress in there for bedding, <laughs> and then Mom and Dad in a tent, four of us sleeping in a in a the camper, and four of us sleeping in the motorhome. <laughs> Twelve of us went to Knoxville, Tennessee, to the 1982 World's Fair. I'm getting Beverly Hillbillies vibes. Oh, oh yeah. just wait. <laughs> <laughs> We're not there yet. I still have three oh, of the tickets. I found them in cool. Grandma's sewing machine. Very cool. So, um, we I'm looking through my notes here. <laughs> this is a serious story. We had to have notes. Well, <laughs> hey, we were how old? Yeah. Do you know what... Um, I mean, was there anybody in your family particularly interested in um, the that, you know, the theme of this one all had to do with um, energy? Mm-hmm. Uh, for the, it was the, I, as doing my research, I looked it up. It's the International Energy Expo. Mm-hmm. Um, I also learned it was the last successful World's Fair held in America, and it was the first one held in the South. Yes. So I just didn't know if there was if it was just because it was a World Fair and hey we can get discount tickets, or was there anyone particularly in your group that was very interested in what it had to offer? I think it was probably more it was the first one that was close enough for us to get to. That's that's a really good point. Yeah, because, because I remember them talking about hotel rooms mm-hmm. and hotel rooms for twelve people yeah. would have been astronomical. Mm-hmm. We had to have two cab sites. It would have been way out of price because uh even in places like pigeon forge which wasn't as developed as it is now <laughs> uh the prices for pigeon forge now are going to run you two hundred dollars a night and up right they were two hundred dollars a night then oh yeah, yeah they didn't ago. have the in doing the research they knoxville was not prepared they didn't have no. the capacity that they needed they didn't have the bathroom facilities mm-hmm. it was the first time in our lives we'd helped as females take over men's bathrooms <laughs> because for every stall in a woman's bathroom there would be a matching stall in the men's plus there'd be urinals right right and we stormed the men's bathrooms good all right you know six and ten years old and we're helping do that go girls yes so you got packed mm-hmm. and you got on the road we left at an ungodly time of the morning mm-hmm. of papa course. always wanted you on the road sometime between five and 504 yeah oh. <laughs> that is that is a very specific time if you wanted to wait till seven o'clock he just did not get that <laughs> I feel that deeply. I'm getting ready to go on a Mm -hmm. 14 to 16 hour road trip tomorrow morning. And we are planning to be on the road somewhere between 5 and (laughs) 5.04. Makes sense. Yes. (laughs) We'll use that as my guideline from here on out. We we called it Papa time. (laughs) Yes. Still do. Early to bed, early to rise. He lived by that. He was a farmer. Oh, yes, he did. Well, oh, yes. sure. I mean, that's it's hard to turn that off when you live yes. a life like that. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. So you get on the road. We would sit across, the kids would sit across the front of the motorhome. Mm-hmm. We'd have mom often in the passenger seat, neither dad or Vera driving. Grandma was in there. There was nine of us in the motorhome at any given time. God. There's three in the pickup pulling the trailer. <laughs> Something like the Clampets. <laughs> Yeah. But one of the things is we were traveling on a Rand McNally road atlas <laughs> map. 
I mean, this is long it's, before GPS. Ain't no Google Maps. No Google Maps. No <laughs> telephones. And they let us, the five of us, navigate. Oh. <laughs> Including Kat. At six, we all navigated. And Lisa, who's the oldest of us, they'd say, okay, Lisa, where are we? Okay. And her response was, oh, we're about two inches below the fold in the map. <laughs> or we just crossed the fold in the map. That's helpful. Thank you. Yes. We are driving on a sheet of paper. Okay. But we did. And we never got lost and turned around. Wow. We had the trip ticket there, and we were matching that to the road atlas. Yeah, right, right. And I still, when I travel, I still want a paper map. Yeah. When we moved the little sister, when we went into Wyoming, um, there was a rest area, mm-hmm. and I stopped and picked up a road map. I still, to this day, want maps, because maps give you other information, too. They do. You can see tourist destinations mm-hmm. on there that you can't see otherwise. Mm-hmm. So we did that. Uh, one of the things, like, when you're looking at those old Rand McNally maps, you actually see like historical sites. Yeah. Especially like through Georgia. And there was a totally separate weekend that we were in Georgia and we were trying to figure out what to do for the day. And dad and I are looking and we find the Jefferson Davis capture site. (laughs) Okay. So we went. (laughs) I wasn't on that trip. I'm sure it's fascinating. But, But it's that kind of thing that... If you're on, if you're just on your GPS, yeah. you don't really get to see what's mm-hmm. beyond right there at the exits off of the off of the highway you're on. Right, it forces you into sort of this tunnel vision of like I'm just trying to get to my destination. Where do I go? Right, and, and this and it it's is a less bit, exploratory in some ways. Yeah, and if I if I had kids, I know I would still put a Rand McNally map in their lap and say, "This is where we're going. This is where we started." I've mapped out what, you know, where we're going, but Mm -hmm. where do we, you know, what else do you see? What are we stopping? What are we missing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that first day we travel through Atlanta for the very first time. And the the first time you ever get to Atlanta, it was truly our very first big city. When you're coming in and you see that beautiful gold dome of the Capitol, Mm -hmm. that was, that was astonishing to me. Yeah. And the the way you drive up um, 75 through Mm -hmm. there, you know, you just the way it dips down mm-hmm. and then you come back up and you do get that big view of of the city and the skyline it is pretty impressive i was asleep on one of the beds in the back <laughs> she missed it completely no <laughs> yeah but but every time we drive through atlanta i remember that first time yeah mm-hmm. i i do remember yeah. it it was it was those are those moments those images that sort of just get seared in your brain yeah mm-hmm. um definitely so we stayed uh, north of Atlanta, because that's a long day going from central Florida to yeah. north of Atlanta with a, a, a truck and a trailer mm-hmm. and a motorhome right. driving through You're not going Atlanta. super fast, yeah. No. Yeah, so we actually, we got pretty far that first day. It was mm-hmm. kind of impressive. And we stayed north of Atlanta and a place called the KOA Atlanta North. <laughs> we don't even know if it's still there. <laughs> but it was it was really nice. And that was kind of the first adventure that we really had in setting up the tent. Oh. And this is my only real memory after seeing Atlanta was watching my parents try to set up that tent. And my parents are yelling at each other. <laughs> And this was not something we were used to. Oh. <laughs> we were not used to seeing mommy and daddy fighting. No. Oh, no. They just didn't fight. 
And I mean, they're still married today. I mean, they're coming on 53 years of marriage. So I think tents and Ikea furniture, those are the two things that are going to make you fight if you're not a fighting couple. No, dad hands the Ikea furniture to me. <laughs> yeah, so he doesn't have to fight it. Uh, but still, it's it's really funny to me. But And finally, mom walked away. So Ben comes over and he helps dad put it together. <laughs> but that Probably was very one smart. of those weird things. Because I was like, oh my gosh, mommy and daddy are fighting. <laughs> and now I look back and I'm like, no, it was just... It was a tent. Yeah. <laughs> we did not eat out really on this trip. Almost every evening they had planned a hot meal. Easy to make. Yeah, because you've we, got the motorhome. You've got, got a small kitchen. kitchen. We've got two of them, so it made it mm. a lot easier. We pull up the picnic tables. We learned to move picnic tables on this trip, too. <laughs> um, we pull up picnic tables, and we see if we could steal one from another site. Yeah. When you got 12 people, you want the extra space. We've been crammed together long <laughs> oh, enough. Oh, man. And we spread out paper plates and napkins throw away uh, plastic forks and spoons, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was really a good time because we ate out, other than the fair days, we ate out two meals. Okay. Wow. Um, they would send us, anytime we were camped someplace and they were needing to do a grocery run, they'd let us, we'd get unhooked, get set up. They'd let us go to the pool because uh-huh. we've got a 15-year-old. She's old enough to watch us. Yeah, yeah. And we could all swim. They'd let us go to the pool Mm-hmm. And then they go to the grocery store. Nice. Part of them go to the grocery store. Part of them go to the laundromat because all the campgrounds had laundromats. Ah, the joys of being a kid. Yeah. I'm not doing any of that adult stuff. I'm going to the pool. Right. Uh-huh. Nice. Day two. Day two, we actually got to see Rock City. Oh. Because <laughs> all the way up Georgia, there were all the barns. Like yes. we talked about on yes. Cassidy's podcast. That's right. All of these barns, and they were the, the Sea Rock City, Sea Rock right. City. And my aunt kept saying, we're going there tomorrow. We're going there tomorrow. <laughs> the and that up. had been planned in. Mm-hmm. That had Intention. been planned okay. in. Ruby okay. Falls and Rock City. Nice. I don't remember Ruby Falls from that trip. I do. Yeah. I remember it quite clearly. Do you? I remember yeah. the colors of the lights against mm-hmm. the everything. I remember crawling through. They talked about you know the people who discovered it. And I'm like, why would you crawl into I a know. hole? I know. What, what you don't know what's on the of, other side. Exactly. There could be bears. They could be rattlesnakes. <laughs> there could be all sorts of things. There could be a weird person. Dis- like there could be eyes. spiders. You could disappear <laughs> forever. Yes. Yeah. So uh, just the faith that these people had, like, oh, I know. there's a hole. I'll go crawl in it. I say that I all the time that. about things. Who are these brave people that do these things? I, Not me. Not me. <laughs> Not me. I'm scared Not of me. everything. <laughs> So we got to do Ruby Falls. That was early in the day. I think we were probably the first like 30 people in that day. So it was, we got there as soon as it opened. Yeah. Because again, Papa wants us on the road by, by between 5 and 5.04. <laughs> so we get to Rock City. We did the whole Rock City thing. You know, the swinging bridge, the rock bridge. Yes. We have pictures of it. And, you know, sitting under the, the little arch with a bench for pictures. Yeah. You know, yeah. we have that. Mom was still... Balance was still an issue because of the inner infection. So they wouldn't let her go across the swinging bridge. Yeah. I had a a panic attack. I'm not going out on that thing. Oh, it's scary. Mom and Vera and I went the stone bridge instead. (laughs) We'll take the long way. Yes, we did. And we were happy to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but it was that was fun and going through Fat Man's Squeeze and going through this and going through (laughs) that. I have a picture in that, yeah. And they used to have these like roving characters. And there was one that was an elf. (laughs) And 
it somehow jumped out from behind oh, something that's and not scared safe. <laughs> our cousin Lisa. Not this place. It's up high. <laughs> oh, my God. And, it's like a little gnome. And uh, I, 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 Vera actually got a picture of it kind of happening. And we got a picture of her with the character. How he freaked funny. Lisa out. Totally he's, freaked her out. He's like a little gnome guy. That's hilarious. So, <laughs> But I hope he wasn't anywhere that, you know, somebody could have fallen. No. No, thank goodness. Okay. It's on a flat trail. <laughs> <laughs> Through the area. So after we left Rock City, we headed on um, through Chattanooga, and we went to Oak Ridge, Tennessee. And I think oh. that's one of the reasons that uh, Knoxville was the choice, was because Oak Ridge, Tennessee was actually not even on the map until the 1950s. It was a town that was built as part of the Manhattan Project. And it was... Really? The, I mean, yeah. the government used the uh, Civilian Conservation Corps, the CCC, to build... Fontana Dam in Fontana, North Carolina, to provide power to this little city. This little town. This little town. Because they did experiments for the Manhattan Project there. And and that caught And there's now the American Museum of Science and Energy is there. So that ties in with the theme of. Oh, it does. I don't remember the theme, so. Yeah. Yeah. But that was, that was something. So we went to this, we went to Oak Ridge and we went to this museum Mm. and I remember how fascinating it was. Mm -hmm. They had a stage show where they actually demonstrated what what energy would do. And you guys remember like the, the Mr. Wizard where he would have like the big ball of energy mm-hmm. and you put your hand on it. Mm-hmm. That was the very first place I'd ever seen. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. yeah. And this kid gets up there and he's like, okay, put your hand on the ball. The kid puts his hand on the ball. And while you're sitting there, you watch like one strand of hair yeah. stand up. Uh-huh. It was the eighties. We all had mop hair. <laughs> and and then another one would stand up, and you could see it. Yeah. And then a guy says, shake your head. So the kid shakes his head, and his whole hair stands out <laughs> straight from his head. It was awesome. Yeah. And it was a hands-on science museum, so there That's was things cool. for you to do as you went through it. Very and cool. First Play. hands-on museum I think I've ever, I'd ever yeah. seen at the time. And it yeah, really did probably, set the standard. Yeah. It was really pretty much brand new. It had only been around for maybe two years at the mm-hmm. time, I think. But one of the other things that went along with this was, with this part of the trip was, this was our first time seeing mountains. Oh, wow. We had never seen mountains. We're Florida girls. We were were flatlanders. (laughs) We were, and all of a sudden you're seeing these beautiful Appalachian mountains. Mm -hmm. And to us, they were absolutely huge and overwhelming. (laughs) And now we've been out west. We've seen the Rockies. We know they're not. We've been across the Cascades. Yeah. Yeah. So we know they're not that tall, but even till still today, I love those mountains. They were my first mountains. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, you know, thinking about that first time coming through a certain pass in the, out of the foothills and you could see the Appalachian mountains in the distance. Um, that was overwhelming for all of us. Uh, and just squealing, laughing. As an adult now, I want to cry every time I see it just because it's so beautiful. Yeah. But as a child, I remember squealing. Those are mountains. I've never seen mountains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, the one of the funny things I do remember about that travel day was we leave Atlanta and we're going up Chattanooga, mm-hmm. and you cross the bridge going into Chattanooga, mm-hmm. long high bridge. They were had taken the sides off of that bridge. What? So there were no guardrails on either what? side of that bridge. 
and we're in the the truck pulling the what? camper what? and that motor home. I'd have been like, and what's would... the other way around? So that's when mom and our cousin Nancy mm-hmm. went to the back of the motor home and laid down. <laughs> and I was on the floor back and there with their them. dramatic, <laughs> you know, oh my heavens, I can't believe this is going on. All they needed was a fainting couch. The drama was real in the back of that motor home. It is every time I cross that bridge. I don't know what you're talking about was. <laughs> So, uh, we get, so that was one of the funny things for all of us was, or for the rest of us, was we're kind of making fun of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I, no. We were mostly making fun of them because we were trying not to panic about there being no yeah. edges to that bridge. Yes. It, 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 was, it was overwhelming. Wow. It was. it was a little scary, especially as a little kid. Yeah. There's another bridge we would cross going in and out of Georgia or Alabama to uh-huh. the family's place in Alabama mm-hmm. that was long and no sides down to a river. And I did just to me, mm. I, I and, can't even fathom that. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Yeah, back roads of Alabama were scary oh, places anyway. That's horrible. Yeah. So we spent the night in Pigeon Forge. We spent three nights in Pigeon Forge. Right. So that was so. the beginning of, because that's close enough to Knoxville to be able to drive in. Right, for right, the, right. For it. And yeah. it was the closest campground we could find mm. that had any available sites. Right. Oh, right. I'm thinking, and I could be wrong about the name, but I think it was the Shady Oaks Campground. And it was up on the side of the mountain. And uh. their trailers, there's still a campground there now. But oh. the trailers backed out. The tail end of some of the trailers is hanging out over the edge of the cliff, even today. <laughs> Or the last time we were up there. We were not in one of those spots. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) Yeah, it was, that was. Uh, I just want to know how they level their trailers. (laughs) And I would never go to the back of my trailer. I would be like, nope, nope, that's, that, there's nothing underneath there. Yeah, no thanks. So day three, we drove out to Cades Cove. So first visit to Cades Cove. And if you've never been there, it's in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. And there, it's a loop through this old uh, community. And it was taken over by the National Park Service when the Great Smoky Mountains was formed. And people continued living there. And they were allowed to, um, and once they died, the National Park Service took over their property. And either the buildings would be torn down or any of the oldest buildings would be preserved. Mm. And that is still to this day, it's one of our favorite places to go. Cool. And it is absolutely beautiful. It was also the first time we were truly able to get to a stream. So for me as a six-year-old, the first time seeing a mountain stream Mm -hmm. and getting in it. Yeah. Because we don't have that here. No. We d- and then to get in it and realize, well, this isn't a lake. This is cold. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, lakes in Florida are mostly warm. Uh, yeah. This is a very cold piece of water, and we learned to love it. Yeah. And the streams were magnificent for us. But no one wanted to stay long enough for us to really play in the streams. <laughs> yeah. Now, we lucked into the fact that two years earlier, our grandparents and our aunt and two of our grandfather's sisters had done a trip through the area. Mm. And they had done hotel rooms and gone through the area. And they knew some things they wanted us to see. Okay, that's and helpful. And that's, that's why we wound up at Cade's Cove. Oh, okay, yeah. So it helped because we had some people. This friend of our aunt's who went with us, he was raised in that area. Oh, wow. So that's how we found some other things later okay. on, down in North Carolina later nice. on. 
Nice. So we did, it wasn't all just luck and happenstance. Got it. Yeah. For the, yeah. For the, the yeah. days we weren't at the fair. So Kate's Cove, is it, so is it kind of like visiting a historical site? The whole thing is a historical site. Okay. It has uh, mills. It has, um, it was a community. It was a self-supporting community. Mm-hmm. And what's even more ironic is that it was in Tennessee during uh, the Civil War it was determined county by county if you were going to be Confederate or you were going to be Union. And the little militias within those counties decided who they were going to be with. That area actually sided with the Union. They had no slaves in the area. When you go through the cemeteries, which my family is obsessed with cemeteries, <laughs> you can actually read some of the headstones. And there were a bunch of them that were killed by murderous rebels. Wow. Yeah. And because uh, at one point there were Confederates who came into the area uh-huh. because they had heard that it was Union sympathizing mm-hmm. and actually battled the local militia group, oh which was God. about 30 men, and killed uh, five or six of them. Wow. And they were all buried at the, um, there was a couple of them were buried at this one church, a couple were buried at the other church, but their headstones are there and they're very clearly marked and they're maintained by the U.S. government. That's interesting. I, I will definitely put a link to Cades Cove mm-hmm. in the show notes because I think people might really be interested in yeah. exploring that. It's always a fun place. Um, if you're going in, I recommend you go in about an hour before dark. They close the loop at dusk, but if you're on it, you get to complete it. But that's when all the animals come out. Ooh, We've fun. seen deer, turkey, bears, ah. um, all kinds all kinds of animals out there over the years very cool so go in just before dusk is my favorite time oh that's a great tip i love you can that. also ride do horseback rides through <sighs> and carriage rides and then oh neat my, used to be wednesday mornings till noon or one the co- the loop was closed to car traffic and it was a bicycle loop only oh wow and it, it's paved it's paved all the way through now when you get oh, leave really to cool. go out to some of the uh, uh, sites like uh-huh. off the road it's not it's not paid yeah yeah but there's all kinds of barns and that kind of thing i've heard so many people mention cade's cove you know it's visiting it doing. but i really had no idea what all it entailed yeah it really cool. take a picnic lunch because you're not going to get food out there yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but there's a lot of places there. to picnic there's take your camera there's yeah and you go any time of the year and it is stunning Mm. pigeon forge was also the first time we saw something in our lives fireflies oh we had because here we spray for mosquitoes and it killed them off years when our mother was you know kid Mm -hmm. we saw fireflies and they handed us empty coke bottles oh that's so, so we cool. made lanterns out of the coke oh, bottles, and we all caught fireflies. Oh, how neat! So, but that was that was a really neat thing for yeah. us. So that's really cool. So after you went to that museum and you went to Cade's Cove, when did you go to the fair? Days four and five of the trip were the fair days. Okay. So there's a picture here of us standing out in front of the Canada doing a chorus line little routine. Uh-huh. That was because we had been in Australia previously. <laughs> and in Australia, at the introduction to Australia, there's this little video cartoon thing. And there's these little characters dancing in a chorus line. And they were all naked. <laughs> hey, kids, come on in. We've got a show for you. Well, the thing is, we were innocent enough. We didn't realize that at that point in life. No clue. No clue. No clue. We were sheltered. 
Now we look back. There were a lot of problems with that fair. They were not prepped for it. Yeah. They really thought they had it under control. They didn't have mm. enough bathrooms. Your inlines crossed your outlines. Oh. We were spoiled with Disney World and SeaWorld <laughs> where that doesn't happen. I know we are spoiled. We don't realize it until we go somewhere right. else where things don't run efficiently. Right. And then we are pointing um, out all the flaws. It's true. One of, yeah, yeah. One of the few things that's left there now is was the big tall building with the glo- golden globe. Yeah, I see it in that one picture. Um, that was the main, that was built the for the fair. sphere? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I think it still stands it out is. there today. It is. It's one of the few things that's left. To get into that, it was a two and a half hour wait, wait plus a twenty dollar ticket per person. What? Yeah, uh, there were things you could do within the fair that cost you additional money. Oh. The only other thing I, that stands out in my memory on the sides of the road, there would be little kiosks set up where people were selling stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Vera and Nancy, one of the cousins and I, stopped to look at something because mm-hmm. we had to stay with people with an adult. They didn't realize we had stopped to look at something. And uh, continued they kept on. going. <laughs> they got to the bottom of that ramp and went one direction. Oh. We got separated. Vera says, we're just going to stand here. Yep. We moved over to the Stay side. Stay put. Now, right. 25 minutes later, Dad comes and finds us. He just started backtracking. <laughs> that, is, that is a good tip. Even yeah, in the stop. day of cell phones, just stay put yeah. so the person can find you. Don't start walking around because you will be circling each other. Right. I did look up a few things because I wanted to know what, what this fair was about. Um, they said there was a 216-foot Rubik's Cube. Yes, I do remember that, actually. <laughs> I don't. Now that you, I do remember that. I thought that maybe that was somewhere, like, a fake memory. So thank you. Because I'm like, was there a huge Rubik's Cube? Yes, there okay. was. There okay. was. Which, you know, I, you know I'm a... I'm a Gen Xer. I'm, I'm a mm-hmm. I'm a kid of the '80s, so that's when all that was really, you know, taken off and getting big. Mm-hmm. So clearly, they were celebrating the invention of the Rubik's cube. But this was also interesting. Some of the inventions that came out of this uh, touchscreen technology. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Pay at the pump. Mm-hmm. You know, we we take oh, this yeah. stuff for granted now and. I think back to when I was a kid and what we had and what we didn't have. The cordless telephone. Can you hear me way back oh, there in the 80s? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like, I want to say it was AT&T. They had a, a big thing in the American area mm-hmm. and they had a that lot of really sense. cool technology. Yeah. I think it was AT&T. And Cherry Coke. Well, Cherry Coke. Out of, out of the, uh, the bottled 1982 version. World's Fair. The bottled version. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. We saw a lot. And we did a lot. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you know, that's 40 years ago. And and what's funny is... Your memory fades. You don't have pictures of being in the motorhome and these different things. But those are the... Oh, do you? We do. I was going to say, those are the mir- the memories that seem to be seared for you, not the actual sure, fair. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The Instamatic <laughs> The old Instamatics. We actually have pictures inside because I would grab the camera as a six-year-old and look at Ro- I see the Rock City. <laughs> right. Yeah, us with our, our jeans oh, rolled up, playing yes. in the stream. Right. I picked up a rock and there was a, a snake underneath it. And so me, being my my father's daughter, I picked up the snake because it was a little black snake. And my grandfather had a meltdown. My aunt, my aunt Vera, had a meltdown. Dad's like, cool. Dad's like, cool. What kind is it? Oh, it has black stripes down and white stripes down. The side it was it was very funny and i remember that because dad thought it was really neat 
And my my grandmother thought it was really neat, but my That's grandfather great. and my aunt were like, nope. And all of you buy the Great Smoky Mountains National mm-hmm. Park sign. That's awesome. Yeah. And you can tell when it was pre uh, a World's Fair and post World's Fair because somebody's wearing a World's Fair T-shirt <laughs> in every photo after we visited because yeah. we got the T-shirt. We got yes. a rep. We wore our T-shirts. Heck yeah! Yes, proudly. Look at me! Look mm-hmm. what I did! I went to the World's Fair. So after two exhaustive days at the World's Fair, which actually was hot, mm-hmm. was the only time of the trip we were really hot. I remember being oh, hot God, those days, hot. and we were so excited to get back to the campground because we could cool off. Get in the pool. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to talk about the pickup really quick. So the days that we <laughs> yeah, went to... Yeah, because the, 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 the fair was the in, the yeah. fair was in Knoxville, and you were staying in Pigeon Forge, and they're close, but they're not that close. It's probably right. half an hour. So the pickup truck that was pulling the trailer was my grandfather's pickup truck. It was a 1980 Ford F-150, and it had a topper on the back. And, and there was carpet in there. It was carpeted. It was actually okay in there. And grandma and papa put uh, like these cushions for sleeping on. And so we would have three people in the front of the pickup truck. Please remember there were no laws against this at the time. And nine of us in the back of this pickup truck. Nine of us. Kids had to go all the way to the cab in the truck. <laughs> yeah. so, because mom and Vera and grandma. grandma were sitting against the tailgate. They weren't crawling all the way in. Oh, yeah, right. right. Like, uh-uh. So we got first day at the World's Fair. We get there. Well, actually, it started kind of the day before at Kate's Cove. We would get to our first place, and they would people would get out of the front of the pickup, and they would come back and open up the tailgate. And it was like a redneck clown car. <laughs> all of us unpacking the back of that truck. Because not only were we back there, there was also... Two coolers. And the Susan Chalette box. And there was this thing called the Susan Chalette box. So our mother what? worked for Chalet Suzanne in the soup oh. in the soup factory. Wow. And in they the had 60s. these soup boxes cool. that were really hearty soup boxes or, or for carrying the cans of soup. Uh-huh. And mom had taken one of those and put all the snacks in it. All the little Debbie cakes and all the good stuff was in the Susan Chalette. And we called it the Susan Chalette Instead box. Instead of the Chalet Suzanne box, we called it the Susan Chalette Someone would say, oh, the Susan Chalette box is almost empty. That meant we had to go grocery shopping. <laughs> and the adults knew they had to get the good stuff. So we always got right. Little Debbie. It was, right. We should have called it the Little Debbie box. Yeah. But we didn't. But Evidently, no. Dad wasn't allowed to go shopping. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. He Did he not? Stuff. He, oh, he no. He would have bought the off brands. Yeah. No, no. No no sunshine. No hostess. You're in the South. It's a Little Debbie. Yeah. That's right. So for three days in a row, we're, we're packed like sardines <laughs> in this redneck clown car pickup truck going these places. And people would literally stop and gawk. <laughs> and count us. And count us. <laughs> and counting us as we're climbing out. <laughs> and somebody would actually say, there's 12 of us. And people would be like, really? Just so you know, you can stop counting now. We're 12. There's 12. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and... It was really funny, though, looking back on it, because I still can't figure out how they packed nine, nine of us in the back, in of, the that, back. of that pickup. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> okay, so day six. This is the big day. So we're back traveling, nine in the, the motorhome and three in the pickup truck. We're no longer having to pile in the back of the pickup truck. Ben has decided we're going to go see the area he really grew up in, mm-hmm. and he really knows well. So we go back through the Great Smoky Mountains. We go over and into Cherokee, North Carolina. Mm. And that was our first time seeing Cherokee. 
We also went to a place actually up at the top called Clingman's Dome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Our grandmother, she was an old farm wife. She was a very strong woman. Mm -hmm. You know, she could take down a steer. She picked cotton, 200 pounds of cotton the day before she gave birth to my aunt. Good According grief. to Papa. According to our grandfather. <laughs> she says no. She says no. It was more like 100 pounds. She picked cotton the day before she gave birth. Let's just leave I'm it at that. I'm just having a flashback to, again, the movie that inspired the title of this podcast. And there's a great line. She didn't scream or nothing. And it's... Yeah. <laughs> is, I'm sorry. I'm just having this flashback yeah. to that hey, scene. I mean, she, was, she was quite the woman. She's a very <laughs> physically strong woman. A very <laughs> mentally and emotionally strong woman. So anyways, she, but she loved going on these adventures. And every time we get out someplace and there was a destination, there was a point at the end we had to get to, like Clingman's Dome, you go up to the top of this beautiful swirling mm-hmm. uh, overlook. She was al- she was always the first one up there. Wow, and that's not an easy walk. No, she could. I mean, it's paved. All but of us. It you're going at an elevation, especially for for us as you call us flatlanders. Gasping mm-hmm. <laughs> for air. Used to that. <laughs> just getting out of the truck. Well, everybody made it to the top except the last three up the trail were Vera, myself. And cat. I had stubbed my toe. Multiple times. And I had this bloody toe. (laughs) It was hard to walk. No. But they made me go up because I'm six. I should have the energy. That's right. I'll be fine. Toughen up, six-year-old. So I I went. And I still remember it. There's pictures of me at the top. And it's it's still kind of an adventure I think of because I've been up there several times since. Mm -hmm. But I still do remember that first time. But I, I sure. have almost no memories of the fair. So obviously, I'm not a fair person, but I am definitely getting out in nature person. Yeah. And I love yeah. these. So we get to Clingman's Dome, and then we drive into Cherokee. And this was back when Cherokee was still that amazing tourist trap that was family-oriented. Yeah. Now it's a gambling, mm-hmm. a, a place for people sad. to go and gamble. And it's sad for tourists. But it is actually good for the for the local yeah, population. I know. It has been. Um, it has been very good for them. Yeah. We know people who are in the area, and they're like, it has become a better life for the people living That's on that good. reservation. That's good. But then we go further west towards Fontana, Fontana Dam area. We never made it to Fontana Dam, but we made it to the Nantahala River, which mm-hmm. actually feeds into Fontana Lake. That is the coldest river <laughs> I have ever put a foot in. But we went to the Nantahala River and we got to see whitewater rafting. Yeah, right. And that was awesome yeah. to see that. And we got to go a few years later. That's, yeah, a, whole that's other, a whole other podcast. Yeah. You went rafting? Yeah, yeah we did fun. go rafting yeah. about four years later. But the next part is um, we left the area and we headed over towards Highlands, North Carolina, which is actually where Ben had grown up. He took us to these two places. The first one was Dry Falls, which was down in a gorge. And you had to walk down. And of course, Grandma's the first to get there. <laughs> And we walk down into this gorge, and there's this beautiful, huge falls coming over. And it's just gorgeous, and you got to walk behind the falls. That's cool. By the way, you were not dry afterwards. You were, not, <laughs> you were completely soaked. That's a misnomer. Yeah, you were. It was the mist coming off those falls. It was amazing, and it was also very slippery. <laughs> uh, but it was still beautiful. Yeah. And then right after we left, we were only there for maybe 30 minutes. But right after that, we left... And we went to this place called Bridal Veil Falls, mm-hmm. which you got to drive behind it. That's it was so right cool. on the edge of the road. You can't drive behind it now, unfortunately. Oh, sad. But it was just this little trickle coming down. So we <laughs> joked that that was actually Dry Falls. The other one was Bridal Veil Falls. <laughs> right. Mixed up the, 
mixed up. Now the I signs. have to wonder, you know, maybe in June, maybe it was still cold. Maybe it wasn't at its full peak. Maybe I, I've been back there multiple times. And it's still pretty. It's thin. still not that wet. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dry. Sad. Yeah, I, I remember with Wyabal, we had forgotten to get ice early in the early in the day and then we were out in the middle of nowhere and there were no gas stations there was no place to get yeah. ice so we stopped for lunch and we were moving from the picnic area down to the walk up to because there was a lookout tower mm-hmm. and lisa's 15 she has her restricted license they decided they'd just let her pull the pickup down there okay. and we'd all ride back yeah climbing in all five of us pile in the front of the pickup <laughs> you know no seatbelt loss and they managed to close the door on my hand. Oh, Luckily, nothing no. got broken. Oh, Thankfully, God. we had a nurse on that trip. Yes. <laughs> She's like, you're not broken. You're oh. not. Keep moving your hand. Oh. But there was no ice. There was oh no. God. You know, the laugh about it now. Yeah, right. We right. can laugh now. Yeah. I forgot to talk about Wyabald and Wyagap. That was oh, actually uh, after we saw the Nantahala River. We went to Wyabald and Wyagap. And, and that was spelled, another clown car moment at that point, too. And they're spelled W-A-Y-A-H, bald, and Y-A-Gap. Huh. And we there was a lot of, like, funny things that ensued with that with, well, why you bald? Because you lost all your hair. <laughs> of course. And it was just this a beautiful scenic overlook. Again, there's a beautiful tower there. I, I really suggest that if you're in the Western Carolina area, what even further west than Cherokee, go check out the Nantahala. Go check out mm-hmm. Wyabald, Wyagap. That is a beautiful area, uh, and it's it's well worth your visit. And if you get the chance, go to Fontana Dam. That's a neat place to go as cool. well. Cool. Good. Yeah. Fontana Dam, at the time they were still letting you go down, you could take the incline car for like $2 oh. and go down and tour the dam. Oh, cool. In um, 2002, they, 2003, somewhere along in there, they stopped that oh, when the bummer. threats were made on the power plants. Oh, right. They stopped letting people go down. Oh, we have oh. been down in the dam three or four times in a oh, half. Very cool. It's, so a, it's cool. a really great trip. Yeah. I will be sure to um, pull up links to where people can find these different national parks and um, mm-hmm. ways to access and find these places you guys are talking okay. about. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. So last day. The last day, uh, or the last... Um, the last day seven and day eight were days. travel days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, we got to get home, y'all. We've been on the road. For, we've been out here for seven days. Yeah. We're kind of getting smelly. <laughs> we're kind of getting sick of each other. Yep. And um, we're starting to get a little snappy with each other. So the trip home is always kind of a funny one for all of us. Mm-hmm. Again, we wake up and we're on the road between okay. 5 we, and 5 and 4. We forgot mm-hmm. the campground. Oh, that campground. This is probably Sorry. the worst of the campgrounds. Because we're putting up a tent. We have to have stakes to stake the tent out. Right. We lost like 12 stakes that day because it, the ground, it was into hard clay when we oh, set it up. Yeah. And it broke the stakes, the oh, metal stakes. No. It broke the plastic stakes. We wound up tied to trees, you know, all those <laughs> lovely things. But when you go to the bathroom, you never know what... Bathrooms and campgrounds are always a mixed bag of cats, and they're not the good ones. Because sometimes they're really nice, and sometimes they're, oh my God, there's more spiders in this than in oh. the state of Florida. <laughs> I don't rem- I remember spiders, but I also remember that when I'm standing looking at the shower head, mm. that at 10 years old, I'm at eye level with the shower head. <laughs> 
That's, not, was, that's not great for yeah. people who are adults and probably taller. One of the things that was is still a real big thing to do in this area is to mine the gems. Oh, right. Gem yeah. Mining. yeah. Well, this was the Gem City campground outside Franklin. Okay. It's gone. They took it out when they widened the road. Thank goodness. <laughs> But it was something. It, that probably needed to happen. Yes. Yeah. And it was closed for years before they did. They widened the road. For good reason. Uh, but that was that's one of the things I remember. Because Grandma comes back and she says, shower was fine if I had to wash my belly butt. Because <laughs> remember, Grandma's six foot one. She's oh. like, I'm clean from the waist down. <laughs> Grandma, just get on your knees. Dad yeah. comes back from the bathhouse. Yep, clean from the waist down. <laughs> That's too much. Oh, it was something. You know, the things that pop into your head, the more you think about it and remember memories. Right, right. But bathrooms, even now I'm told that bathrooms and campgrounds are still a mixed bag of cats. (laughs) Some of them are fabulous and some of them are what? I'm going back to the trailer. (laughs) If only Bucky's could could create a... (laughs) Oh, right. Bucky's campground. There you go. They need to do it. They need to do it. They would have the most luxurious bathhouses known to man that's right yes. that's right we need a bucky's campground please bucky's do this for us please. yeah that's a good idea so so the, so we wake up on day seven and we head down again between 5 a.m and 5 4 a.m of course because papa this was one of the planned places we were actually going to eat out it's a place called dillard house in dillard georgia and it's a little resort that's grown up over the years and they have some of the best home style served food they bring out Piles and piles of food. We got there at 10.30 in the morning. They don't start serving lunch until 11. Mm -hmm. And we'd actually uh, driven around the area because we were so early. (laughs) But we sat down as a group of 12. And again, people are counting us. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And just having this wonderful meal. It It was amazing. And it was a beautiful area. But it was kind of the first time any of us had had salt cured ham. Mm. And that was that was just kind of a True. realization of all of us. For all of us, we were like, "What is this? This is really salty ham." And Papa's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it's just salt cured. It's okay. That's how we used to do it." Again, we are all kind of short and snapping at each other. We are all tired of one another. Yeah. And we finally made it to Valdosta to the Winona KOA. We tried to stay at KOAs as much as possible yeah. because you know right. they're going to have clean. Mm-hmm. bathhouses mm-hmm. Yeah. and they're going to have full hookups yeah. so that was very important to us so we get to Valdosta and now we had packed for the whole week we'd done everything and the adults were tired of cooking my cousin Lisa you know the two inches from the fold in the map she comes running out of one of the RVs and says fat family go home there's nothing more you can eat here what <laughs> essentially saying there's no more food. Oh my Nobody God. wants to go shopping to buy anything. We so went to McDonald's. We went to McDonald's. And this ensued one of our, fav- our favorite memories. So we get there. We get our food. We're sitting down. And this family walks in. And it was a family that had four kids. And the dad walks in. And he points at one kid. And he says, you, that corner. And sent the kid to, that, to a corner of the restaurant. And he does this with the other three kids, literally separating the kids. And he says, don't speak to each other. Don't speak to your mom and I. We will bring your food after we've ordered it. And it was just like, oh. We were so offended for those kids. Now it's funny. We were so upset that he had done these to these kids. The adults in our group were just like, mm, we're not that bad yet. We're not there yet. 
We're not there yet. We're getting wow. close. We're not there close. yet. So we're, so we're also, we would need several McDonald's to split everybody. <laughs> We'd have to send next door to Wendy's, Burger King, Arby's. Just get everybody away from each other. But it, it was very funny because at that point, we're like, okay, we, so we don't hate each other that much. <laughs> and the parent was Just when you think things are really bad, you realize someone else has it <laughs> worse than worse. you. Yes. So we watched these, this parent come out, and they just ordered four Happy Meals for the kids. <laughs> and they walk over, and they put one in front of the kid, and the kid starts to talk, and then it goes, uh-uh. No. <laughs> He goes over to the next kid, drops it on. The kid starts to talk. He goes, "Ah!" Uh-uh. <laughs> Here comes mom. She puts a uh, puts a drink in front of the one, the first kid, and the kid starts to say something, and she goes, "It's unsweet tea. Deal with it." <laughs> and we're all like, "Okay." She's not even giving the kids sweet tea. Nope. Mama's mad. No orange drink for you. <laughs> no, no orange, no Coke, no, no root beer, nothing. You're getting like. Just, you know, it's wet. Be thankful. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Just be grateful it's cold, kid. Um, If she didn't put ice in it, then you'd really know she's probably going to, like, sell this kid when they get home. But it it was just one of those moments where we're all like, we're fine. We we don't hate each other like that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was a fun night. And we we came back and we laughed about it, like, the rest of the way home. So even though we're kind of snapping at each other the day Mm -hmm. or so before, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden we're like, we're not doing bad. Yeah. We still love each other. We still want to sit next to each other in a a McDonald's. (laughs) So. And. It was was a good day. It was a good, you know, and we got home. And I don't remember anything about the last day home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't that drive that drive that last day. Yeah. I remember that the first night out was the best night putting up the tent. Mm-hmm. That it got progressively worse every night, <laughs> and in fact, what, the end of the pictures has anybody who wants to try to set up the tent here. Go, now's your chance. You go for it. Yeah, yeah. The last night was was pretty. Like everybody was so tired. No yeah. one had the energy. Mm-hmm. It was but funny. mom and dad, oh, mom managed one night because they had the fold-out cots. Uh-huh. She managed to turn the cot over with her in it, <laughs> and she's trapped between the cot and the side of the tent. <laughs> no. And can't wake up dad. <laughs> and couldn't wake up dad. <laughs> That's okay. I'm fine. I'll just, be, I'll just be here. But you can look at the pictures and see how tiny the trailer was. Yes. It was a Scotty. It was a Scotty. And there were four people sleeping in that. <laughs> and then you can okay. see the pickup truck over there to the left. Yeah. And that's where Grandma and Papa slept. Oh, my gosh. And, of course. Mom and Dad in the tent. Yeah. <laughs> and you know the little fold-down tables in the campers and motorhomes? Yeah. Okay. That's where Kat and I slept. <laughs> and then Carol and Vera were on the twin beds in the back. Mm-hmm. Because we were the only two small enough right. to sleep on that mm-hmm. table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was something. It sounds Looking like back, it. It I, sounds like it. I still can't believe everything that we did that week, how mm-hmm. much we went through, and the fact that we still spoke to each other afterwards. Right, right. <laughs> were uh, there were there any other big group trips like this after? One. We went in 86, not the same group. Mm-hmm. Um, Grandma, Papa, and Vera, Mom and Dad and the two of us, and then another cousin and her husband and two kids, so 11 of us. Okay. We went from here all the way up into Pennsylvania, and I will tell you up front, I had that teenage, I don't want to be in doing this attitude, but I was, in my defense, 
I was stuck, 11 of us, in a Econo Line van doing the tourist thing. That was another clown car kind of thing. <laughs> and I, it was hot, and Dad would get cold. Oh, oh So he gosh. turned the air conditioner off. This was before they put vents in the back. No, right. <laughs> so... Yes, I had the and Dad wanted to stop at every monument in Pennsylvania, all the way to Gettysburg and back. <laughs> so I know that you didn't really spend a lot of time in Knoxville per no. se. Right? Have you ever been back to Knoxville since? We've been through a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Our grandparents wound up with a place just outside Cherokee, North Carolina. Really? So we were in the mountains every year after about 85, 86. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, so we, we grew up in and now there. Neat. We spent our summers, like I would, from an early age, like probably 11 or 12, I spent every summer from the day after I got out of school till maybe two weeks before school started. <laughs> I was in North Carolina. Wow. I learned to drive on the Blue Ridge Parkway. <laughs> Papa taught me to drive. That's a crazy place to learn how to drive. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. But we have no fears about driving. That's mm-hmm. good. The trip to Washington State, I, we crossed the Continental Divide yeah. Yeah. at 9.30 at night in a torrential downpour <laughs> with me driving a 15-foot U-Haul truck. Uh. Not again, no way. <laughs> I want to make that trip again, just not. I want to make the trip. I don't want to do it in a U-Haul. No, no. Mm-mm. It was. It, it started a path for our family of the Smoky Mountains are very important to our family, the mm-hmm. conservation of them. We have so many stories about the area. It's such an yeah, important it is. entity. It is. it is very important that Absolutely. we keep it alive. It is. Yeah. A hundred percent. So clearly you recommend people travel there. Yes. Absolutely. Visit it, see yes. it. Go experience it yourself. Absolutely. There's Excuse nothing me. better. Take your camera or your phone and go to those side trails. Go visit the mills. Go visit, go up to the chimneys. Go up to Chimneys Picnic Area. That is its own adventure for letting mm. kids climb through the, the rocks, rocks and on the, the, the streams. That is definitely a place to throw your kids into a river and see what happens. <laughs> and they'll love it. There's some great places to visit in the Smoky Mountains. We, we recommend everybody go there at least a couple times in their life because you can't see it all in one visit. No. no. You can't. Mm-mm. And it's a great relaxing place to be. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely, yeah. So. Well, uh, so you guys can answer individually, obviously, for this question. But I, I do want to know, as you look back on this trip, as you think about that formative trip that you took uh, with your family, you obviously had a lot of moments that are seared in your memory that, that impacted you. What would you say you learned about yourself as a result of this trip? Oh, I learned, I love the mountains. I'm a mountain person. I am not a beach person. Uh, anytime you tell me I can be in the mountains, I'm going to go. Okay. Just the fun of the travel that mm-hmm. I like the travel. I like, I like the destination. Don't get me wrong, but I also like the getting there. Yeah. The journey, the journey. And I know there are people that like the journey, and I know there are people like the destination. I I like both. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that is the tagline of my show. Yeah, it's, it's not the destination; it's, it's the, the journey. journey. But, mm-hmm. And and I like both ends of that. Yeah, and right. Because generally, I have a purpose for going there. Right, right. Of course, and so. and I mean, of course, the destination is important. That's why we're going. But mm-hmm. we can't always just solely be focused on that. We need to appreciate even as trying as travel can be these days no matter how you go we have to somehow find an appreciation for that part for that journey yeah Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons she and I both want to do the cross country back to Washington again to be able to appreciate that yeah because five days uh, 22,000 
979 miles no, in... 22,000. Let's just call it three. Anyway, it's 3,000 <laughs> miles in five days. Yeah. I want to do it in about 10. <laughs> yeah. I want to yeah. stop and see things along right. the way. Right, right. Yeah, so, that's what's fun. Yeah. And there's so much in between. Yes. Here and there to see. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, you guys have given a lot of tips. Is there anything else you would want listeners to know or suggestions that you have for them besides anything maybe you've already mentioned? If you're going to someplace you've never been before, contact, go online, contact the State Tourism Bureau, and you can download lots and lots of information about the state, about things in those areas. Age appropriateness. There's thing, oh, there are things yeah. you know that you can go do. A hike to the top of the chimneys is not something you're going to do with a five-year-old. Right. Right. You're not even going to do something like the um, um, Abrams Fall trailheads with a five-year-old. Yeah. Because it's two and a half miles each mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. You need to know what the links are. Um, get your kids prepared. If you're going to be walking all day, yeah. if you're going to hike one of the days, mm-hmm. you need to have your kids out and walking three or four miles Preparing a day, them. getting mm-hmm. them physically ready, yeah. getting yourself physically yeah, ready. Yeah, for sure. That's a really good tip that you say about contacting the tourism board yeah for the state state tourism group uh because uh, the internet is vast Mm -hmm. there is so much information out there and some of it legit and some of it not so it is really important to try to get to the the legitimate source for tourism and travel for that specific area so Mm -hmm. i like that um i will definitely try to get that um lined up for these different places Uh, in the show notes don't discount social media too Mm -hmm. because you can put it out there hey i'm heading to the city what are your suggestions Mm -hmm. and when we went to new orleans a few years ago i did that and we have a cousin distant cousin in new orleans Mm -hmm. and uh an old friend of mine actually lives there and they both gave us a lot of suggestions on places to go places to eat things to see that's smart and it's it's always fun to also talk to the locals yes if you're going someplace say what's your favorite place Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm And they'll tell you, we, we had that out when we were out in Washington. Right. It's so hard, especially if you're training, planning a trip that, to a place you've never been and you're just really not sure at all what to expect. How big is it? How spread out are things? Can I do these two things in one day or are they separate day, right? And it's, it's really hard to tell. So reaching out on social media, I mean, that's one of the goals of this podcast is to put tell fun stories, but also put information in people's hands or their ears. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, when I was planning, we did a big road trip years ago out to the Grand Canyon and had never been. And it was like this lifelong dream. And one of the things I found was TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor yes. is great. They will rate places. People will do the ratings. But what I found was in like their kind of embedded in their like, I don't know, message boards in a way but there were locals for each, for all these different destinations. And so the locals kind of would help me zero in when I was focusing on a specific place, whether it was someplace at the Grand Canyon or uh, Sedona, Arizona, or some of these places. And they would help me kind of be like, uh, not that, that place is real touristy. Try this one, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, you got to find how you're going to find the locals. Cause if you don't, if you don't know somebody, if you reach out and you can't find anything, there are other places to go that you'll get that local information, which is, is 
the best. I mean, mm-hmm. no. sometimes you want that touristy thing. That's why you're going. But there are times when you want to know, all right, let me help me weed through all of this stuff that's here that I'm seeing. And, you know, we're ranking the Olive Garden as the number two restaurant in this town. Someone please help. It says <laughs> and that a lot, happens. doesn't it? <laughs> and that happens. I, I challenge you to look up on, you know, TripAdvisor or Yelp or wherever you want to go and look up restaurants for your town and you just see what, how things are ranked. <laughs> You'll be surprised how many chain restaurants fall in there, which that's fine. Some people are all about the chain restaurants. They want to know what they're going to get. They want that comfort, right? So And the consistency. Yeah. It's true. It's, you yeah. know, it's, if you're looking yeah. for that comfort, but, but if you're also looking to experiment mm-hmm. experiment expand <laughs> yeah. you, you gotta try something different all right uh so we're near the end and i've got some rapid fire questions so i think i'll shoot them at you and then you can take turns answering and whoever wants to answer each one first it doesn't matter fly or drive depends on the location of course but i prefer here in the u.s to actually drive drive in the u.s outside the u.s fly all right that's a good answer Checked bag or carry on? Uh, checked going, carry on coming back. I'm sorry, carry on going, checked coming back because if you've gotten stuff, you know. Mountains or beach? Beach. Mountains. Oh, okay. I love We're the split beach. There. Yeah, I love the beach. Oh, gosh. Planned itinerary or wing it? Mix. Absolutely a mix. You should always have a destination in mind and places you want to see, but have enough flexibility in that itinerary that you could go on you could side be, adventures. You could be ADD and say rainbow <laughs> or squirrel <laughs> river. Yeah, that's river. true. I think that's really good advice, but Schedule there are, times. there are some people who can just go and not have a plan. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know who those people are. I, I, I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know that they see as much. <laughs> Schedule time to play in the river is what I call it. And what that means is you don't have to actually play in the river, but you yeah, know, no. have time set aside so you can go on side adventures mm-hmm. because that's where your biggest memories, I think, are going to sink mm-hmm. in. Probably. Yeah. It's those moments you're not planned for. You didn't expect it, but you're like, I have to do this. And you want to make sure you have time for that. Mm-hmm. Also, you don't, you know, we've talked about this in other podcasts, but setting yourself up for disappointment when... Things don't work out the way you yeah. do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Way you planned because you <laughs> overplanned and you didn't know how long the trip was going to take. Oh, exactly. I'm only speaking from experience. So. <laughs> yeah. Hotel or vacation rental? Vacation rental. Vacation rental as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Honestly, some of the best memories we have are like being out in uh, south of Sedona in uh, Camp Verde. Mm-hmm. We stayed. We rented a cabin there, and it was just beautiful. And if not that, then uh, RV table. RVs, yeah. We're <laughs> yeah. actually, that is part of our plan over the next few years. Yes, to get an that's RV. cool. That's very cool. Local eateries or chain restaurants? Mix. It, local as much as possible. But every once in a while, especially, you know, you get on the road and you've been on the road for 10 days and you're having stomach issues. You need the consistency. <laughs> I just need to know what I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, a, a, trip to, a trip to Michigan, We, my, uh, they were eating locally. I wasn't on that trip. They were eating locally and my mother's blood sugar was getting out of control because oh. she couldn't get vegetables. They would serve her corn as a vegetable or potatoes as a vegetable. 
So they wound up trying to find every Ruby Tuesdays they could. Can I get some green beans? <laughs> well, some we can get the salads or uh, the yeah. other one, um, Cracker Barrels. You oh, know, you're getting vegetables at Cracker Barrels. That's true. Barrel. Yeah. So yeah. those those places, yeah, it was consistent there. Yeah. Uh, and that was just for health purposes. Sure. I, I'll eat local all the time. Yeah. I love local. Yeah. My last question, where will the next pin go in your map? France, August. Ooh. Speak up, speak up. Oh, France in August. That's amazing. Yeah. Nice. My best friend's in England. I'm going to see her, and then she and I have been talking about what we want to do when I get there. Uh-huh. And I said, well, you know, Kathy's not going to Scotland this year, so I don't. we don't need to go up there and see her. That's another year away. I said, why don't? You know, I said, why don't we go do Disneyland? Oh. So we're going to go spend some time. And, and her husband has decided he's going with oh, us, wow. which is great. Because we'll let him do all the driving. <laughs> Built-in chauffeur. Yes. Yes. Nice. Very nice. So, yeah. And my next pin, I'm hoping, is going to be Scotland in August of 2024. Nice. Because uh, I'm a bagpiper and I compete. And I'm playing with a band that is right now working on making it to Scotland. To that's, compete in the world championship there. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm very excited. I may go anyways, whether or not we go <laughs> as a band. I've just decided I'm going to go in August of 2024. You've got your sights set Whether on that. or not I'm competing. However it is. However you get people. there. I'll know people there. Bagpipes is a very, um, a very tight knit community. I'm sure. And pipe bands, we know people in a lot of pipe bands all over the world, and it'll be nice to just go and listen to my friends play. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Yay! Do that when I hope that Edinburgh too. Mm-hmm. I hope that works out for you. I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah. And I hope that both of you will travel some more and come back with more stories for us. Thank you both so much for being here. Thank you for having us. That was super fun to listen to. It was a joy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Awesome. We're having more memories coming up (laughs) as we speak. Thank you, guys. This episode is proof that getting on the road between 5 o'clock and 5.04 a.m. each day allows you to squeeze a lot of adventures into your trip. A big thank you to Kat and Martha McDonald for sharing their story with us. If you'd like to share your travel story, email us at wecanlaughaboutitnowpodcast at gmail.com or click the link in the show notes. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to click subscribe and please leave us a review to help other adventurers find their way to us. On our next episode, we'll drop another pin as we continue to expand our horizons. Until then, remember, it's not the destination, it's the journey. So get out there.